Tornado Organization, episode 158, Abundance versus Scarcity. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Saltzman, and today I'm answering a listener question. Yes, I do answer questions that hotline listeners leave me on voicemail or that people email me. I try to respond to you personally even when I hear them, though sometimes I can't make all the details. So make sure you speak clearly if you do leave me a voicemail and leave contact information. By the way, keep leaving me voicemails because I love to get them. I love to know your questions and I love answering your questions. I got a lot of great feedback about my book. I hope it will be out for Pesach, but man plans, and, you know, God laughs. The book is about getting organized for Jewish holidays and Jewish life cycle events ranging from birth until death. I mean, I think it's comprehensive, and I'm really trying very hard to be comprehensive. So if you have any special customs you think I should know about, please let me know. Anyway, today I want to focus on this question. It's sort of about materialism, consumerism, And uh, I'm going to go that route today. (laughs) The question was, because of Corona, I feel restricted with shopping, but I'm full of worry that I won't have stuff that I like. So to the lady who left me this question, I wonder, are the restrictions because of Corona restrictions in your area or because the stores have less stock of certain items? I also wonder, what kind of items are you referring to? Is it that shopping gives you comfort, like the act itself, almost like shopping as retail therapy, right? Or is it that purchasing gives you comfort or that simply products and brands you rely on are just not as readily available? And also the use of the word like at the end of the sentence, like I won't have stuff that I like, does that mean stuff that you need or actually the brands that you prefer? I think those are really important points to clarify, and it's not that my answer is going to change necessarily because of those things, but I think it can be more clear if we if we knew those things. So I'm going to try to address them in all the ways I just talked about so that we can just sort of answer it as it as it is. I think what the listener was talking about is actually a really common problem. Feeling worried that you won't have what you need is a huge issue, especially in a time when global supply chains are disrupted. But I think that there are a few issues surrounding this. So the first is that companies condition us to believe that without certain products, our lives will be less than. This just simply isn't true. There are plenty of things that make our lives better, but that we can live without. That being said, it does make life better to have certain things, but I think the conditioning is helping to make you more anxious about what you do and don't have. So that's number one. What I found during this time is that while it may be a little bit more difficult to get some things, patience is key. Most of the time, not having something is not a big deal. It's not totally urgent, especially since most of us barely leave the house. And a lot of times, if there is something that is urgent, we can usually get something from somebody else, even if we can't get something from a store. While there is currently a shortage of some things, or at least a back order of them, production is still happening, even if it's sometimes delayed. Now, 
I know that I mentioned this at the start of Corona, but I think that now's a good time to look at exactly what we have and what we need and assess what those things are and the difference between them. More than that, if you've ever wondered why buying local is so important and why paying living wages is so important and looking for the best object and not the cheapest one, this whole situation should make that totally obvious because when we pay people living wages and when we care about the working conditions of other people, people are able to take care of themselves and save money and, you know, they're able to put things away and save for a rainy day and that makes a big difference. And when we buy things that are local, we reduce our dependence on foreign imports, which means there's less disruptions in the supply chains when things like a global pandemic happen. And when we buy the best object and not the cheapest one, it will usually last us longer. And so you won't be in a situation as readily where if you can't get to the store, you will need to as much because your things will last you longer because they're made with better quality. When you rely on on a supply chain that uses a lot of global resources, the supply chain is easily disrupted. And when you nurture a local supply chain, even if it costs a little bit more, it's less disruptable. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but it's, it's harder to disrupt the supply chain when everything is coming from a local place because there's always an option to go a little bit further out if they need to, but usually the local aspect of things means people can get what they need when they need it. Now, I know that there's a shortage of a couple of things in the U.S., but appliances are one of them. And I think that this is because so much of what we purchase in the U.S. and actually in Israel is not made in the U.S. or Israel. Supporting businesses that use local resource and employ local people helps keep economies stable. I think the real issue here in terms of organization and decluttering, though, is how can I really declutter and get organized when I worry that I may need something I already have? And how do I avoid becoming a hoarder when I worry I'm going to run out? And to this, I say focusing on gratitude and abundance is really helpful with that. I got to be honest, (laughs) this is something that is so difficult for me. Focusing on being grateful for what I have, that's not so hard, but it's hard, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's hard because sometimes I just don't feel grateful, especially because I got dreams, I got goals, right? And it feels like I always want more. And even though a lot of the dreams and the goals I have, they're not physical things that I want, it feels like all I want is more. And sometimes I think to myself, gosh, why don't I just feel happy with what I have, right? It isn't that I'm not happy with what I have. It's that when you have dreams and goals, taking time to pause and see the abundance you have and offer gratitude for what you already have helps you get to your dreams and your goals. Because I don't think that you can actually get more unless you take a minute to see what you already have. Because when you keep trying and trying and trying, and everything is desperate and scarce, it's much harder to get to your goals. Because I don't know, 
I don't know. I don't know why it's harder. God designed it that way, I guess. I, I don't know. But what I've noticed is that when people are trying really, 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 really hard to get to something that they want, it doesn't come so easily. But if they just sort of back off and get out of their own way, it comes a lot easier to them. And I think that this is really important. Um, it's a great time management ideal to take into to thought when you're thinking about things because sometimes we're like pushing and pushing and pushing to get things done. But if we would just lower the bar a little bit and not push so hard to get things done, things would just be okay. And I know I always say this like around Pesach time, which by the way, Pesach is coming sooner than you think. So it's time to start getting ready for that. But uh, <laughs> I'm channeling my mother people. Okay, my mother, as soon as Rosh Hashanah was over, she would be like, Oh, Pesach is coming. But seriously, after Hanukkah, she was like, Pesach is coming. Anyway, Pesach is coming. So we need to think about that. But what I always say around Pesach time, or what I say, like when I'm making a simcha or something like that, I'm like, I don't I, I don't need to turn this joyous event into something negative. So I'm just going to refuse to let the negative take over. And I'm just going to be positive about this whole thing. And I'm going to be grateful for what I have. And I'm just going to take everything as it comes. And I'm just going to look at this as a joyous occasion and be appreciative that I have this joy in my life. And I think when you can switch into that mode where it's like, I got this and I'm grateful for it it's so much easier to say, you know, okay, I have enough and I don't need to hoard. But more than that, it's, it's, first of all, you're able to enjoy the moment right then and there, but also you're able to really see what you have and, and take a step back. And so you get out of your own way and then just some magical way <laughs> you know it's it's God just taking care of it for you and you're just like okay I'm just gonna get out of my way and whatever gets done gets done and whatever doesn't get done doesn't get done and for me that's that's sometimes really really hard as I imagine that it's hard for many of you I think what happens is, is it's not that I'm not happy with what I have right like you just the dream or the goal, it takes over. And when you don't pause and see the abundance you have and offer gratitude for what you already have, it just really makes it impossible to move forward. I also, I just want you to know as an aside, it doesn't mean like I, I never dream of physical things. Sometimes I do want something physical. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes the dream is to help somebody or to reach more people or to start an organization, whatever it is. But I think that sometimes we just we if we don't take a minute to not only pause and see see the gratitude for what we have, we can't also see how much progress we have made. And this is a big time management problem because sometimes people are looking around and, and they're like, gosh, I have so much on my to-do list and hustle and bustle and everything and I'm moving and I'm moving and I'm moving, right? And they, they say that and I'm like, okay, but take a minute and look at what you did accomplish today. Like you had to have accomplished something, even if it was just 
I ate a healthy breakfast or I put gas in the car or whatever it was. Like if you take a minute and pause and see not only what you're grateful for, but how far you've come, it makes it easier to cope in these situations where you worry where maybe I won't have something I like, or maybe I won't get it all done, or maybe I'll run out of something. And, and when you see like, okay, I have enough, maybe I will run out of flour, but I have oatmeal. I don't know. Or maybe I will run out of oatmeal, but I could still, I'll still have flour and I can bake bread, right? Like there are all these things. And sometimes it's not an equal substitute, but you can still manage and you can still cope and that's okay. And you can, sometimes it's about the pivot and the switch and, and I'm sorry, not the switch, the pivot and the flex and just being flexible, being able to move yourself and say, hey, situations changed. I'm just going to roll with it, right? And when you're in that situation, first of all, it's much more pleasant. But second of all, it usually goes much better. So a lot of times, if something's not working out the way I think it should be working out, I'll be like, okay, wait a minute, back up. The way that it is, is actually okay. And I don't need to panic. And I'm just going to be okay with that. And when you can shift your mind in that way, it's amazing not only what you can accomplish, but also how much better you can feel just by pivoting and flexing a little bit. I think one of the important things to remember is that as long as you have enough of something, you should be okay. So, you know, as long as you have enough toilet paper, you don't need to go out and buy a hundred packs of 48 rolls, right? As long as you can like take one or two, by the time that you go through those, you should be able to get more toilet paper. And if everybody just used a little bit more moderation, that would be great. However, I definitely understand the panic. (laughs) Um, It's sometimes hard, especially when you come from a background of not having enough, of poverty, of scarcity. It's really hard to trust that you will have everything that you need. And it's also really hard to pivot and be flexible. For me, one of the things that makes it easy for me to declutter and not hoard is to focus on the belief that God will always provide me what I need. And I have some clients and they say to me, but Rebecca, sometimes I'm in the situation and I don't have what I need. And sometimes it feels like we don't have what we need. But I don't really believe that we ever get into a situation that we can't get out of. And maybe we don't get the exact results that we are hoping for, but it doesn't mean that we can't extricate ourselves from a sticky situation. I I believe that we have the tools within us to to actually get out of a situation that isn't serving us. But what we need to do is get out of our way. And sometimes we need to ask for help. And if we don't get the help that we need the first time we ask, we need to keep asking because there is always help. There's always assistance. And sometimes it's just about finding the strength within us. It's again, it's that flex. It's the pivot. It's the ability to be agile and move in between situations easily. But more than that, it's about the ability to say, hold on. It's true 
Maybe the heater in this bedroom is not working, but the heater in the other bedroom is working and we can all use that heater for now until the repairman can come, right? I don't know what the flex needs to be for you, but when you can look at the situation and be like, okay, I don't have enough rice, but I can make oatmeal instead because I have a lot of oatmeal and you could just say, okay, we're pivoting. Like you're pivoting and that's it. And it's like, you're still full. (laughs) It's not what you planned, but you're still full. So I think that is the, the, the point, like when you can look at the situation and say, okay, I'm in Corona and I don't know what I'm going to have. And I don't know if I'm going to get, be able to get the things that I like and I'm worried and I'm scared. If you can just pull back for a minute and say, I'm going to be okay here's something else I can use instead of this. It might not be perfect, but it's good enough. Because you all know that I say perfect is the enemy of done, right? Or it's just, it's not always worth it to wait for something to be perfect. Okay, you maybe don't like a certain brand of ketchup as much as another brand of ketchup, but it's ketchup and it's good enough. And if you don't like that one, then just you can go without and no one is going to die from the lack of ketchup. Like, I don't know. No one is going to die from the lack of toilet paper. It's really uncomfortable and nobody wants to be in that situation. But, you know, people for thousands of years lived without toilet paper. So like there's always a way to pivot. And I am not suggesting I just I just want to be clear. I am not suggesting like go without toilet paper. I'm just saying like I don't think there is going to be like an uh shortage that will last for years. <laughs> there, It won't be the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. It was a temporary shortage. Like it came back. There will be more. If we focus on like, okay, so it's out right now, but there will be more. If we need, I'm sure a friend will lend us. I'm sure somebody will have something that we need or it will appear like the miracle of Hanukkah, the oil, it just appeared, right? It was there. If you believe that it will come to you, it will come to you. Is that hard? Yes, very hard. <laughs> it's not easy. It takes a lot of practice to to feel that abundance is coming to you. And I am guilty of not always feeling abundant. But it's about catching myself before I take myself down the terrible road that is scarcity because when I can say whoa that is that thought is totally out of bounds and I can turn it back around it's so much easier to first of all feel happy but also feel satisfied with what I have so dear listener who took the time to ask me a question what should you do the restrictions on shopping are good I think. Uh, Realize now where your things and your food sources come from. Where where does your food come from? Where do all of your clothing come? Where does all of your clothing come from? Where do all of your objects come from? And make an effort to stick to things that are local. So in the future, you'll have less disruptions in the supply chain. And secondly, don't worry about not having what you like. Again, I'm not clear if it's what you like or what you need. But sometimes we don't get what we want or like, but we get what we need, especially when we work hard on the belief that we will always have what we need. Sometimes it seems like if something's missing, I can, when I focus on my faith, I can manifest it. Maybe it won't be new. Maybe it will be used. Maybe it won't be able to 
go to one store. Maybe you'll have to go to a few stores to find what you need. Maybe someone bought too much of something and is giving some away and is happy to share. There are so many possibilities, but I think just remembering that there are lots of possibilities to manifest what you want is is huge. And finally, I'd like to say this. If you feel because of Corona, you're becoming a bit of a hoarder, please seek help right away. It's a very slippery slope and a real psychological problem. It's not enough to work with an organizer. You need clinical help, possibly medication, and then maybe an organizer to work in tandem with the other professionals. If you feel like the hoarding is getting a little control, the second you feel that way, please seek help. Do not let it escalate because once you go down that path, it's really, really hard to turn yourself around. And hoarding is so dangerous. It's so dangerous. Real hoarding is so dangerous. First of all, if people are hoarding food that attracts animals and bugs, and it can make your living conditions unsanitary. And then the biggest problem isn't going to be coronavirus, but it's going to be your own house. And More than that, there are so many hazards when people are hoarding. The collections, if something falls on on you, that's it. You could be crushed. If something if you fall because you can't maneuver, it's it's terrible. Please, if you are in danger of becoming a hoarder, please seek help. It's really, really important. And on that note, dear listener, I hope this answered your question. To everybody else, keep those questions coming. If you're ready to start decluttering or need help with time management, head to balaganbegone.com to see how we can work together. There are so many ways we can work together. There's online courses and online coaching and online decluttering, and soon there will be the book, God willing. But for now, I'm wishing you all a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.